This week on Strong Talk, my guest is the beautiful Tamia Dillon. We share our experiences and process of how we dealt with infidelity with the hopes that anyone out there who's listening to this and you're going through this ugly situation, that we're able to somehow give you some hope and hopefully that you would see that there are better days ahead. Continue listening to this amazing and beautiful conversation that I had with Tamia Dillon. And as I said, I hope that we're able to bring some sort of comfort and some sort of hope that there are beautiful and better days ahead once you get past this ugly situation. So I want to thank you, Tamia, for, you know, even reaching out to me. I really appreciate it because I think when we had our initial conversation, we, I should have recorded that because we we had a really good conversation. You know, yeah. we, I think it was very emotional too. Um, so I, I'm gonna ask you to introduce yourself. Okay, let's see. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I find it hard to introduce myself because sometimes it's defined by my accomplishments, my you know wife, mother of four, sociology major, I can add that to that now. <laughs> and um, just a woman of God that enjoys being outdoors and loves helping people. I guess that's the simplest way to put me. Yes. <laughs> this episode that we're doing is we're looking at infidelity in both ways. Um, we're using our experiences where, you know, whether you stay or you leave. And I think, um, we, we both know it depends on the situation, yeah. but I think we've both done our research. We both, and our research is, I think, our, our experiences. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough research by itself. Just our own experiences. We can tell the story. There's a story there. And, and, and the reason why we're doing this is that I think a lot of people are not living their truth. Yeah, and um, we want to share our truth yeah. for those out there and let them know that you know it's okay. It, you just need to really analyze your situation and do what's best for you. People would ask me what got me through this, and I'm like, you know what? My faith has never faltered. Mm-hmm. Um, what may have happened is maybe I didn't go to church as often, or I didn't pray as hard at a particular time. But I've never not had a belief or my my faith was always there and that's what helped me and guide me through and i always tell people like throughout the 17 years that i was with my ex there were signs there was god god spoke to me but yeah. it was it was up to me whether or not i listened or whether yeah. or not i took that direction right i i made choices not to not to look at the signs i made choices not to listen so it's not like he wasn't answering my prayers um, right. They were being answered, but it's always up to the individual. What are you going to, when you ask for answers, when you get it, you have a choice. Are you right? Right. Right. And we forget truly and really prayer is dialogue. We speak just like what we're having now. Right now is dialogue. I'm speaking. You're speaking. I have to allow time for you to speak. You're allowing time for me to speak. And that's exactly what prayer is. We go to God with these expectations and ask 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 or talk 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 we never take the time to actually listen to god and god is generally that small still voice that we're too busy 
doing this and yapping to hear what it is that he's saying. And we really just kind of push that to the side because the, the truth of the matter is, we're not, sometimes we're just not ready to make that decision. It's a hard decision to make, especially when we're talking about children and we're talking about disrupting your, right, disrupting your whole existence. And we so, we're so contingent and caught up on that. And I remember, and I learned this again, back to that self piece that I had to learn in my situation. I remember when I first found out, and I think we talked about it before, where I didn't even have enough money for a hotel room. And it just kind of hit me like, wow, Samia, what, what, how did it come to the situation? And I don't think it's anything wrong being dependent and needing your mate. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's be clear on that. But to get to a point to where you don't stand on your own is, again where the yeah right where we just kind of fall into these things and around the same time i took a women's course or my church was having like a women's thing or whatever and i went and if ever if i didn't get anything else from that meeting it was never never be broken in your life and again we it, it's it's about having some sort of independence like yeah self-independence right right always yes it's good to have a partner or a husband or whatever mate that you can rely on but you right. need to also have some self-independence and, and that was a lesson for me as well because there were times when i wanted it wanted to leave and i'm like mm-hmm. Mom, i have nowhere to go how am i going to do this on my own so literally, I had to build myself up to that yeah. point and become a, I know that if I do this, my kids are not going to go hungry. They right. have a place to sleep and I can function. I can go to work, you know? So it's really about maintaining that in, that independence. Right. It, yeah. I think that's the perfect word to put it. Independence. We, it, it just gets so lost. It just gets so lost being a wife and a mother. I, I think part of it too is like not having that independence. You kind of lose a bit of who you are. I, I don't know if that was if if that's accurate for you as well. Because for me, I became a person I didn't really recognize. I didn't even know. And when you don't have that independence, you don't have that um, self esteem. You don't have you know. So you lose a lot of yourself. Right, you do. And I think it goes since we're even talking about right the leave versus stay situation and i think oftentimes we we associate losing ourselves with kind of like uh like it's this bad thing that it's this kind of it is this blaring thing that happens but for me it was just kind of like again just that dependence on my husband he took care of everything i was i wasn't unhappy you know it was just the situation to where it was and so it wasn't like yeah a routine you get into right yeah yeah yeah. it was just yeah it just kind of happened and it wasn't like a thing where it was like oh gosh it it was gradual and that's what happens with gradual like you just kind of it just you look up and you're like damn what happened and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what happens you look up and it, that it just passed you by almost and it's so important like I know the importance of that now like then when you're in it it's so hard to see because like you said we're so dependent like how can we leave we don't have this we don't have that and then that's where faith comes into so yeah and 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 I think it's really important that we go through like I wish 
you know what I, I couldn't say I wish I'm glad that I had the experiences that I had because I know it's made me who I am today unless you are ready yeah unless you are at that point and you're not going to make it because I know when I was ready to make a change in my life it was it wasn't based on anyone else it was me being right. ready right? yeah you and, being ready yeah. yeah and I know for your instance like was completely different with with mine because my situation reason why I left is because there was emotional there was psychological there was physical abuse on your side there wasn't and you know that you're and 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 not to say that my kid's father isn't a good person he has his good qualities right we all and I think everyone has things that they go through in life he probably he has unresolved issues from his past I'm almost sure about that but in your instance your husband is he just had he was going through pretty much a phase right and you know I wouldn't even go as so far as to say phase um well I guess we can call it a phase a long phase (laughs) um because this wasn't our first encounter um there was multiple um seasons if you will of infidelity and so um I think the difference though is yeah there wasn't all that other things in terms of the verbal abuse he was a he was a good man he provided he came home every night he I mean he I mean I could even now I can't even walk past this man without him just like like (laughs) he's always been attentive to me I never went without it was I mean literally it was all of these things that I I really was not missing it's like what what it's like, okay, we have this connection. We have, why are you going out there? And I think that's what you did was you tried to understand the why. Right. Mm -hmm. And understand the why that, you know, okay. I, I, I can't even say understand the why. Like I, I went for the answers as to why, but it drives, like we talked about before, it drives you crazy to stay in the why. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking at a different why, like, you know, there's some deep thing that has nothing to do with me. It has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with me. This is all him. This is all his baggage, all his things. And that is what I discovered. That's powerful because I think us as a woman, we always think, what is it with me? What was for you to put that aside, to know that it's not you, like that is very, uh, that's very powerful because I, I I know I blame myself. Like I'm like, am I not good enough? What is what am I lacking? You know, that's where myself. But for you to recognize that that I think it's a, it's twofold because the first situation I know that I wasn't being the wife that I should have been. However, it doesn't excuse his behavior, but it's always been a thing of self reflection for me. Like you know what, I I wasn't doing what I need to do. It was still his choice. Mm-hmm. to make in, in, in being unfaithful. That was still his choice, but it was still like a self-reflection. But then by the time you get to the third and the fourth situation, it's like, you know, no, no, I, I'm very clear on me and what I do. And regardless of what I do, it's a choice. It's your choice. Um, however, in, in finding, like I said, in finding that why it was like, you know, I have to be clear that it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not me. It, I, I, re, it, I could be, even if I was a nag, even if I was this, even if I was that, there's still this vow and commitment that you have to me. And 
you make the choice to do what you want to do. And so I think we as women, we definitely have to get clear on not blaming ourselves, but self-reflection anyway. So if you're just, if you have some improvement to work on anyway, then it's an opportunity for you to self-reflect, but be clear that it is absolutely a choice that they make, male, female, whatever, they make on their own. And it's just, I, I think when I came clear on that, and I think I was pretty clear on it really quick because I've been with this man 16 years. I know a lot about him and I, and it was a lot of things that I had already called by his name. Like, yeah, no, that, that's something that you need to work on that just kind of built up, built up, built up. And it finally blew over and he had to see that for the, for himself. And when he saw that for himself, it became even more obvious that it's not me, <laughs> not me <laughs> at all. As long as you recognize it's not you and he can recognize that he has that. And that's where communication comes in, you know, and that's where I think maturity comes in because in my situation, you know, um, I found out early on, like when my daughter was only three months old, that he had another kid that was six months and plus got married. Uh (laughs) he got married for his papers right and then I found out there was another person another person and yes I stayed through it all because my family didn't know what was going on and I I stayed for the wrong reasons I stayed because I wanted a family and um you know I stayed for the wrong reasons but one of the things that I used to do is okay what was I doing that was wrong in the relationship and okay, I used to ask too many questions. Where are you going? What you think? I got insecure after a while. But the thing is, is what I realize is that I provide security to my partner. My partner provides security to me. If I wasn't getting that security, then yes, I'm going to ask the questions. Yes, I'm going to. So I can't fully 100% blame myself for being, I don't know what they call a nag. And then as the years go by and the angry and angry I got, that's when the disrespect started, right? So it's like, yeah. Ooh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That it's it's just, oh man. Like I know, I know that feeling. I know yeah. that emotion. That uh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I finished that thought out. It just, but it was just so. That statement there. You was understand just, it. Yeah. yeah. It's just you know there was a point in time where. I just didn't care. And um, it's like, you want to say something to me? I'm going to top it. And I'm going to say, like, you, you want to hurt me? And then, you know what? You've been doing it all these years. I kept quiet. Okay, you know what? This is my time. And the thing is, is like doing that, I wasn't being true to me because that's not who I was. Right. It was the, I, le- I learned in my process that there's anger. It's like an iceberg. Anger is at the top over the water. And underneath, there's a secondary, uh, like anger is a secondary emotion. The first emotion is hurt or or pain or whatever. There's something always underneath the core of anger. And people, again, there's that empathy and there's that sympathy piece. We can empathize truly because we know that emotion and there's this, this anger from the hurt that just wells up in there's a difference between how he tolerates it and then how you tolerate it. 
And so, you know, in the, in, in the, in the midst of it, you don't necessarily know that you, it's hurt that's causing and driving this anger. But there is a lack of respect that happens in that piece where it's just like, and, and I have to be transparent because that's what we're here to do. My tra- I believe our transparency is going to help somebody. But I remember, I mean, we have been together a really, really, really long time. <laughs> and so there was this, we, we never was that like physical or had those kind of uh, situations. But it got to a point where it was just so much anger, so much frustration and I'm really thankful that he allowed me to some degree to have those. Were you up in his face? Like, were you oh, up? In- yeah. Girl, like, <laughs> look, 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 look. And I mean, it, it was, it was really bad. And as a human though, you know, he can only take so much. And so there was times where he was understanding and there was times where it was just like that human emotion welled up into him too. But it was just, I mean, I know that emotion that you're talking about, that pain, that anger, that that just creates an already bad situation. It's like a pot of just really bad emotions. Yeah. I was doing some reading before I know that we were going to um, get together. And I saw here that in quite a few articles, they say it takes at least two years to recover from infidelity and within those two years that we're talking about going to therapy talking even if it's with your pastor and i don't even think after the first instance second third or fourth that i even took two weeks or there was even um time to because I, I, within two years there was another one but I don't think that I, I, when I read that, I was looking to myself and I'm like, there's nowhere in the 17 years that I was with that man that I was ever able to recover. Right. Mm, mm. I think that there, Oh, I'm sorry. That just was like, that touched me on a spiritual level hearing that because the word recover, I think that is it. It's, it's, you almost, it's PTSD is what it is. Yes. yes. Because you're reliving it over and over. And then if it's happening multiple times, it's like it's like that dagger is just going further and further and further into your soul. And, yeah. and they say it's at least, and they say you don't necessarily recover from it. You, the emotions get less and less. Right. right. So yeah. you're not you're not necessarily recovering the 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 traumatic experience. If you deal with it properly and your partner is helping you deal with it, it doesn't hurt as much over time. It will right. still always be there. And I'm thinking, you know, you don't really. I don't think a lot of people put a, a lot of thought into that. And when I look at my situation, even your situation, because it's been multiple times, the repeat, the repeatedness of infidelity, it could literally paralyze a person emotionally it definitely is that of yeah war trauma there's this thing that happens that people unless you've been through it you really just cannot even put it truly into words the emotion that you feel the trauma that you feel and like you said with anything if you don't recover properly the chances are that yeah you just don't heal properly right and so it, 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 you just kind of keep going and keep mm-hmm. going and you re-injure, if you will, if we're talking about recovery period. And 
it's this idea that, okay, I'm, I'm in trying to recover, yet I keep re-injuring myself. And like you said, it, barely even two weeks because what it is, and as crazy as this may sound, we're almost rushed out of that recovery, if you will. Like, and, and what I learned in my experience is that, you know, you, you listen, you, you stabbed me. You're the one that stabbed me. You, you like cut me up. So I'm bleeding from a leg, my arm because of you. And so you don't get to tell me and dictate how I heal. You don't get to dictate uh, how long it's going to take me. And like, and it's so even alarming hearing you say that two years, because yeah, I don't think I even took two years either to be able to process process it. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But on top of that, like when I was reading it, multiple articles, they say 70% of people stay together after infidelity, right? And the thing is, is that that's what I'm like thinking, okay, 70%. And I am pretty sure it's probably less than 3% that gets that two-year recovery. So could he, like, that's why there's so much broke, like there's just so much broken in society is because we we're not allowing ourselves to recover. We're not allowing that, or we're not doing what we're really supposed to be doing. Right. It's those numbers. It's like grief, right? Mm -hmm. You don't, you never get over the passing of a loved one with infidelity. You, you just learn to cope. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is where the change needs to happen because we need to stop coping with this, these situations. We need to stop, Right. And deal with it. And, and it, for one, acknowledge what it is. Like, I think a lot of people have this misconception. And I spoke about this in, a, in my last uh, a few episodes ago, that a lot of people think that as long as there's love, we, need, we can work it out. You can love from afar. And you can love from afar. It doesn't mean that it's the right. Yeah, it might be the father of your kids. You might be your high school sweetheart. You might always have that love. But is it the right love for you? Right. And I think, um, and one thing that I know too, as, as a, as a woman who was in a relationship where there was so much infidelity, the one thing that I always did was, you know, oh, well, if I leave, does it make, it, does it make that other woman better than me? Well, hell no, I'm not going to let that happen. So I'm going to stay, you know, like, and I think I've spoken to quite a few women then they said, you know what? Yeah, it was almost like a competition. Like, it's almost like that's why I stayed. And it's really hard for me to admit that because I feel really small to admit it. But the reality, that's the truth, right? That's exactly what it was. And when I, when I look at it, um, I wasn't looking at the the effects on my children and that's where I, I that's where I I look at myself and I'm like you know what you weren't doing what was best for your kids you were doing what you thought was best for you and I and, and that's a lot of mistake that we make as women when we're putting in those situations right and I think you know I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing when you get in these situations to put yourself first I don't think it's a bad thing to Mm -hmm. do that but it it requires a different level of understanding if you will like it's a different mindset as well too right and i and unless you're in someone's situation too you can't really because every situation of infidelity is is different the only common factor is that someone stepped out but 
you never know what is actually going on behind closed doors at home between those two people right um but the thing is is the individuality and who you are as a person that i think is the number one thing that a lot of us need to really recognize who we are and that and as you said the reflection of ourselves right and that comparison piece, that competition. Yeah, I think we all Do go it. through it. We all go through it. We all, because we're, again, we're trying to rationalize yeah. and come to this idea of why would a person do that to me? Why would a person, like, I'm a good wife, I'm a good person. Why would a person do that to me? And again, back to faith. For me, because I really, really played that comparison game really hard because in my circumstances, it was a little different because, um, I had to see this young lady a little more often than I wanted to see her. Wow. And can I tell you on a side note, I pray for that girl every day. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Oh my God. I pray for, and, and really, I don't know if I was praying for myself or praying for her. I don't even know, but it was just like, I just had to do again, not, not get outside of myself. I'm that type of person. So you know what, despite what it is that you two inflicted on me, I pray for that girl every day, but also on that same struggle, it was just like, oh man, you know, is she is she cuter than me? Is she fly? And and, and for the longest, I mean, I could I made sure every time I went out the door, and I'm not even that you looking, you looking hundred. <laughs> I mean, one hundred. Yes, eyelashes, eyebrows, toes, and and then something came to me because I'm like, this is not realistic. Mm-hmm. I am a very confident woman, and so I am not going to allow myself to be play this comparison game in this competition at the end of the day it wasn't ever a competition anyway because this is my husband okay you already got him right and second of all i always refer to the scripture and i tell you this helped me stop playing that comparison game which is you know i kind of flip the scripture but it's 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 word-based if you will that the hand doesn't do what the foot does the brain doesn't do what the heart does, the leg doesn't do what the arms do, but it's all a part of the body. And so God's word says, you know, all of these things make up the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I just hung my hat on, if you will. It was just like, okay, I'm, she's a hand, I'm the arm. It's cool. We both have different functions, but we are all a part of this body that functions as a body. And it's cool because I'm okay with being the hand or the heart or whatever. Cause it's cool. And that really helped me mm-hmm. stop with that comparison game. Cause it is a deadly cycle. That why in comparison will cripple you, will cripple you down to your knees. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I remember that, that why question had me crying numerous nights. Yeah. Had me, had me just even at work, I would just de- doze, like just be thinking and I would be I wouldn't even realize that I was crying sometimes you know mm-hmm. so it's like that is probably the worst thing that you can do to yourself is just you know what they need to explain it they right. need to they, they need to understand why they did it you don't need to try and right figure that out and and in some sense, if we can even just be real, though, for some people, they're just not, they just get stuck on the why. And what I always say is, if you don't get it, right, because some people are like, I have to know, I have to know. There's this deep knowing that, and excuse me, I was that person. Let me be clear. <laughs> There's this deep knowing that you want to know, you have to know, and you're checking call records, you're checking emails, you want to know why, 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 why. 
then you then have to ask yourself, if you don't get why, what are you going to do? mean to mm-hmm. your healing, right? So you just have to set with the idea. And, and I love how um, there's a, a lady, I think her name is uh, Esther Perel, that explains why on a different level, that it's not about the knowing part, it's just mm-hmm. about the understanding. Okay. Uh, and, and I always say too, you know what? It don't matter why. It don't matter if I know more or less. What I do know is that he mistreated me. There's no two way about that. Two ways there's a, about there's a difference between the why and understanding. Yeah, um, I, I, there's a huge gap between there because the why really doesn't help. Doesn't help, but understanding and 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 I think you have to. And you said uh, we spoke about this earlier. Is that you kind of have to look at what your part was. What did, did you contribute? Did I contribute something to that? And it, it brings me back. Like I was looking, as I said, I've been reading a lot, reading a lot about infidelity from since we last spoke. And they said, you know, the top three reasons why is I have my notes here is either one, the person fell out of love or they're falling out of love mm-hmm. or they're seeking something missing from their marriage or relationship or they're mm-hmm. feeling neglected. I was looking at these reasons, what they said are the top three reasons. And I'm like, okay, well, he was, he's told me all through the relationship, I was the perfect woman. It was just my mouth because mm-hmm. I would question him, you know, whatever. I know he didn't fall out of love and he wasn't feeling neglected. I mean, coming down maybe to the end of the relationship. Yes. Because I would tell him, I'm not sleeping with you. If you want if you, you, you can go out and go get it from, from the, yeah. that was me. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot to it. I think there's a fourth one. I think it's, that's just who they are. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. I think we call it a narcissist. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I really, I agree with you there because I think, I don't think, and, and if I'm hearing you correctly, those reasons to me seem to reflect on the other person and it's, it has nothing to me. Again, there's nothing. some reflection. Yes. And, and it is it is that person's responsibility that if they're feeling this, if I'm your partner, you talk to me about it. You tell, okay, you come, no, you don't just go say, okay, well, I'm, she does not give me this. I'm going to go outside and get it from someone else. You're living in a home with someone, right? right? You have a commitment to this person. Then talk to this person about it. Right. We're not Work mom. On Work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just not reading minds out here knowing and as you get to know your partner after a while you know what they need and what they want and how they love mm-hmm. but it definitely takes active communication and, and, and you know I think another we can even add another reason to that some people is this idea that you outgrow each other I really don't believe that I think if you have active communication which takes time you know what I mean like there are certain situations that require you to communicate effectively and so if you have active communication and it's a two-word effectively effectively keyword yeah it has to be a two-way street and you really don't have the opportunity if you're communicating if you're addressing each other's needs and not being selfish and just this level of understanding it continues to grow together and i think oftentimes too sometimes we feel like it can't be done together. And mm-hmm. I really, I was always a believer, you know what? No, we can grow together. We can grow together. And and at some point it came to be kind of like these roadblocks that kind of made me second guess that. Mm-hmm. 
but then it was just like, no, I, I can grow. And from this last situation, I absolutely grew. Like I grew into a different person. And fortunately, it didn't grow us apart. Are there, again, because we're talking about PTSD, we're talking about the two year at least to heal. There are still some days. I'm still a work in progress. We are still working on getting and rebuilding the but relationship. The key thing is that you guys are doing it together. I, that's why I say sometimes it's okay to put yourself over the kids mm -hmm. because if you're not okay, the kids are not the kids okay. Won't be okay. Mm -hmm. And I just can I can't live in that existence. Like, and for us, the key thing is, like you said, you got to a point to where you just didn't care what came out. It just came out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as the offender, though, you just got to take that. You got to grow some balls. You're man enough or woman enough to be out there, you know, doing what it is you're doing. You got to grow, grow a pair and just be okay with whatever comes out. And I think the biggest piece that has helped me and my husband is that transparency piece. Like, listen, this is how I'm feeling today. This is what I need today. And oftentimes, as crazy as it sounds too, we forget that they have emotions though, that yeah. they are, they're embarrassed by it. They regret some things. And so oftentimes it becomes all about us as women. And to some degree, it's true. But I think that's another like extra little piece on that two way street and just really being like, just transparent and saying, no, listen, I'm in, I'm in a mode today. I'm in a mode and it is what it is. Oh, that made me feel a certain kind of way because yeah, you, you, you get to a point yeah, I'm not I'm not spending another 20 years of my life unhappy. That the devil is a lie. <laughs> I am going to enjoy I chose to say, oh no, I'm making this better if 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 not greater. You want to make you want to make sure that you gave a hundred percent. You know that you gave a hundred percent. So if it ever, God forbid, it comes to that, you can't say, Okay, well, did I do this? Did I do that? Yeah. You know? and and put it all on the table absolutely like there's no time at this point when you've been where we've been there's no time to waste so i was even looking like i told you as i did it. um so here in my notes I, they say 44 percent of men who had affairs said it was only about sex well i could believe that mm -hmm. but only 11 percent of women reported the same and mm -hmm. and and the reason why i say that is because i think that is true is because women when they cheat or if they, it's all emotions. It is. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's emotional. With men, I guess they can just stick it in a hole and they're fine. They can, unfortunately. I think men have a different level of understanding when it comes to intimacy with other women. I will say yeah. that. When it, when I, be, I really believe when they are with their partners is a different level. It's a different emotion. Right. But ultimately, I really believe that even though they're sort of implying sexual. I think it's an, I still think it's an emotional piece. I don't think it's just, I don't think men cheat just for sex. Like to some degree, yeah, but. Yeah, something's lacking somewhere, of yeah. course, right? But I think, and it comes down to that emotional piece. And um, I was talking to my, my ex and, um, you know, I said to him, I go, when you're together with someone and you feel comfortable and, you're a hundred percent in it. That's a conversation you need to have. Like when it comes to sex, okay, what satisfy you? Do you have any um, things that you're thinking? Of? Like you need to be on a different level with that person. You can't just be guessing, right? And I yeah. think that's. And I was talking to um, a few of my friends who are in relationships, and they're like, 
you know, we don't really talk about that. They just, they just have sex. And I'm like, hmm, well, that might be like, you've never asked, okay, is this your fantasy? Okay. Do you want to try something different? Like you need to talk to you, have those kind of conversations with your partner. Right. That's true. That goes back to that effective communication, like, and not being, especially in a marriage, because again, if we're talking about God's word and faith, the marriage bed is undefiled. I mean, despite what they've done, but yeah, you have to be open and effective. And especially if you like a grown, grown woman and and grown, grown men, we need to be able to have conversations. (laughs) I feel like, and my pastor always says this and cracks me up. We're all nasty. That's just the reality of the matter. Like we all nasty. So let's just stop playing games. Like we are not in the same boat here and just be open with it, especially in a marriage. If you can't do it in a marriage, you're doing it. Yeah. Where else are you going to do it? Right. (laughs) I mean, there is that one girl on the side, but you know, um, if we're just talking about just being effective in communication, oh yeah, you definitely have to. And and to some degree, I think that's where you kind of can insert yourself in into the accountability of things. It's just making sure everything is full circle, that the communication is good. So he don't have to talk to nobody else, that the love is there, that you don't have to find those things outside of the marriage. Now, granted, again, it's a choice. It's still a choice, but that lessens that choice when all things are being addressed in the marriage. Life is a lesson, right? It's all life lessons that we're going through life. It's it's a huge lesson. And, um, like I was even thinking to myself, like, okay, there's probably there there are lots of marriages. There's people who I know that haven't committed infidelity in their relationship, but it's a whole lot. It's not. It's probably worse than mm. if someone had committed infidelity because there's a lot more going on there. Like one, if you're living with someone and you're living separately, mm. or you're just existing in a relationship, to me, that's punishment right there for me. Right. <laughs> and that's even, honestly, is that's so alarming to even hear you say, like, you know, people that have not, uh, haven't been unfaithful. That is so, because the norm has been infidelity. Like, infidelity is a new norm. You know what I found myself saying the other day? I'm like, you know, if Beyonce can be cheated on, if Halle Berry can be cheated on, then who am I? <laughs> you know? Right. I'm like, why am I thinking about myself like that? You know, like, but why am I thinking that this is okay? But we've normalized it. Yeah. We've normalized that infidelity is just a part of things. It's a part of, it's a part of her relationship. Right. It's so funny. My husband even has even revealed to me and I'm like giving up, giving up the game, the men's game, right? Uh, bro code, if you will, where some men believe that they have to take a woman through all this turmoil to determine she's true. She's worth it. Yeah, that she's worth it, that she's going to stay, that she's going to be loyal. Like, who, like, what kind of thing? Who wrote this code and where can I find him? (laughs) Right. It's so awful, but he can really now look back and say, oh my gosh, I was so foolish and so immature in this thought process because really the institution of marriage, for us anyway, is based in God. How could I even think that that even made sense to any degree? I found maybe one of his friends that were like, dude, no, you're wrong. I'm going to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. 
to what you say. And that's another piece too, like surrounding yourself with people that are going to hold you accountable. hundred percent. Like, and another thing that my pastor said that I love is venting up. When we get in these situations, we want to talk to our girlfriends who, who, and I don't get me wrong. I think a lot of wisdom can come from um, friends, single friends and their own experiences. But the reality is when we're talking about a godly marriage, when we're talking about marriage and, and longevity, you have to be able to vent up. You can't, you can't really stay at your level to get what you need to endure and to make it through because we need people that we can go up to and say, like our pastor or like a therapist even, or another couple that has been doing it twice as long as us that can say, you know what? Yeah, sometimes it happens that way. Or this is what I suggest, or this is what I think, but we have to get it confuses us sometimes when we talk to our friends or girlfriends or like yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not good to have girlfriends but you know sometimes if it's like oh girl you're gonna let him do that to you right you, you know that's the, that's the first response right but um and and that re- brings me back to when I was going through my stuff like when I decided to make the change I had to purge some people out of my life and realize that I needed people around me that would uplift me yeah. but also you know help me figure out what's better for me and yeah that was me going to church that was therapists counselors I can't even say that I really had turned to much family members because at that point and stage in my life um I really didn't reach out to anybody because I don't think anyone was in a position to give me the advice that I probably needed at that point in time but you know um you really have to look at who's around you yeah you have to have I always say to you really have to have a good circle of people around you a good pe- and I'm really in that stage of my life too where you like you said just purging people that don't benefit yeah contribute positively to your life right reciprocity like you give I give you take you take like equal level playing field and there has to be one friend yeah because we also have to have a ratchet was that one right a ratchet friend that'll pull up about anything then there's a godly friend that's gonna talk you off the ledge and give you guys word and then there's one right so you have to have all these people kind of in place to sort of say you know what and again these are accountability partners it balances you right Right. it balances you keep you from popping off because i i got the pop off spirit for sure it's it's there so how would you how would you say even with me right now, my relationship with my ex is, is not the best because um, we can't talk even after, I think it's been six years or seven years since I left him. He's remarried. Wow. Um, um, I found out that he had a kid while we were still together. So I left him in 2014. He had a kid with this other woman in 2012. <laughs> wow. And I didn't find out until 2017 that they had a kid together. Wow. Right, um, girl, I can write a book. Um, Good. You're resilient enough. You can do that. You're resilient enough, girl. Do that book. I'm reading. I'll read it. Girl, I think Tyler Perry would would get a good script out of my life, but <laughs> but um, like when I look at it, we can't even communicate right now, and then and a lot of it is the, the I think the number one reason why he's angry at me right now is um because I took him to court for child support, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't do it, um, I did it only because I had to. I didn't do it because I wanted to, right? Because I've seen many people who 
have broken up and they're able to communicate effectively and make arrangements, right? Do you think I wanted to spend what, $15,000 on a lawyer? No, I didn't want to do that. It, it, it put me in a hole. But I think a lot, of, a lot of women and a lot of us, when we get out of these relationships, I really wanted to have a good relationship with him for our children's sake. But I don't see a lot of that happening. It's very far and few in between. And I think that is just a testament. It it solidifies that I made the right decision. Because if I can't even get along with you when we're not together, then I made the right decision, right? And um, when I speak to some women, I'm like, listen, if you've left that relationship, the number one thing you need to do is what's best for you and your children. And that's exactly what I did. The interaction that you all have and and that we ultimately end up having with these people that we were with is truly based on that between you two. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, God, like I I really hate to believe that these people were so bad, (laughs) so bad. And those are the people that we chose. Like that, I think maybe I'm not ready to to tackle that one yet because it's like, Gosh, I chose that. You know what I said to myself is that, I mean, my ex, he's very funny. Mm-hmm. He, can, he, he, he will take over a whole room. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he has a personality. You know, he can, he has some good qualities. He can cook. I'm trying to think of what else. <laughs> so bad. That's enough. That's all he can do. <laughs> no. But, you know, um, he's not a bad person. But I think I wasn't for him because he thinks that a woman who is ever in his life needs to not question him, you know, not, not, you know, I I don't know what the word is, but if I look at who his wife is today, she's very quiet, doesn't talk. And that's what he needs. That's what he needs. Right. Wow. Yeah. I think. We have to determine in our relationships and preferably before we get into these relationships, but I think it absolutely can happen in between. We have to determine what our ceiling is like and what we will tolerate and what we will accept because it, we come into these situations and yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't realize you wanted a, a, I mean, a woman. Yeah. Talk. <laughs> right. Someone who doesn't talk. I'm sorry. My guess is talking. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk and I have a lot to say mm-hmm. and it's going to be, it's going to be sassy and it's going to be because I'm a strong it, woman. It, and then whatever the case may be, you know, Right. and and, and that's when I was talking to Miss um, Angela Walker. She's um, a relationship uh, coach. Mm-hmm. Um, she was telling me, you know, Trish, if you're dating someone and this is what we need to be doing when we're talking to people is make sure we let them know where we stand. And this is what you look like right up front. She's like, you're not going to do it in a sassy way, but you know what? You're at the point now where, you know what, you know, where you've been, you know, yeah. where you want to go. So yeah. make sure you, 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 you lay that out. Yeah, really and truly. And I, you know, I've called a lot from my pastor because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take credit for somebody else's work, but um, he, he talks about that. These, these sort of non-negotiables that you have to come into a relationship with. And so what happens when I feel like women like us, we come into these relationships sort of with expectations, but no absolutes. 
-hmm. we come into relationships and we're like, okay. And I think that's why we sort of tolerate more than we actually would yeah. because we don't have absolutes. And, and, and if I was dating now, I probably would be a cold piece because I would have like, listen, the first date, first in, excuse me, do you tie? Do you even believe in God? Oh, well, you know what? It was nice meeting with you. I'll go ahead and take care of this and I'm getting up and walking away. Because again, back to that piece of not wasting any time and we just have to put it out there what our ceiling and our absolutes are going to be. So when we get in these situations, we actually don't even have to think twice about staying or leaving because now you you've met my non-negotiable and you know what I have to go because this compromises me and my integrity and everything my spirituality I got to go we expect men or to know what we are thinking and what we want and 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 that's a huge mistake that we make as women and that's something that I've learned over the years that it literally if you need the trash to be taken out at 3 p.m and put at the curbside next to the red bin you literally have to say all of that you know yes, and you do and it's funny that you say that like right by the by the red bin on the side and and I remember just having to say you know as a as a woman in the the, the housekeeper, if you will, the person, the, the homemaker, you know, you used to doing everything. And then it got to a point where it was like, you know, no, I, this is what I need. And this is what I expect. And we had a, such a, a laugh about it because I, one of the things that I asked him was like, you know, Hey, listen, uh, just, just put a load of laundry, in. just one load. I'll fold, I'll put away, just put one laundry in, load of laundry in. Child, next thing I know, he's like, well, you know, well, let's just pay a housekeeper to clean the whole house. Wait, what? <laughs> You ain't listening to what I'm saying. <laughs> and so that was a lesson for us in terms of those love languages and what I expect and what I now require at this point in my life. Because if we're talking about spending a lifetime together, right, we really have to, things are going to ever be changing because your 20s are not like your 30s. Your 30s are not like your 40s. Your 40s won't be like your 50s. And so there has to be this revolving door of change that happens but being really clear on what you just will not tolerate. And I, I mean, men are probably not going to like this, this next statement. I apologize in advance. But I always say they teach us certain things, but we have to teach them certain things. We have to nurse them because they come from mommy right to us. And we come in and we nurse them and put them on our breasts and, and tolerate these things because we're nurturing by nature. We are women. This is what we do. But the reality is like, no, now you got to grow up. It's time for not your mommy. Solid food. I'm like, not your mommy. I'm not mommy. Breast milk is done. It's time for solid foods now, baby. And so, <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. I think it's the true nature. And I'm not to say again that some of these women out here are not flawed and can do better and step their game up. But um, yeah, I think. What you said though, in regards to you're not who you are in your 20s and your 30s and 40s it's the same way but you need to evolve together because yeah. who you met two years ago or three years ago that's not the person that i am now is it worse than it's 10 15 years ago and if you can't evolve together if you can't have that effective communication together then you need to look at other options that's when you find people are staying for the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. Staying for the wrong reasons. And I think people get the misconception too that when you stay, 
it means you're accepting the behavior. That That's not what that means. It, it, it means that I'm staying because for one, it's okay to acknowledge you still want your marriage. It's okay to acknowledge those things, even in the hurt. And like I said, in my situation, he just had some things that he needed to deal with, but he was a good husband. He was a good husband. Like I like, oh, like when I think about this man and just the a connection and attraction that we have, the 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 life that we built. I mean, just because I'm saying it doesn't mean I'm accepting this behavior. It just means that some things have now have to change. And to be honest, one thing that I did too was like, you know what? That marriage is over. It's done. It's closed. We ain't even that. We can't even, matter of fact, we probably can't even say 16 years no more. We've been married a year now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't even do that. Yeah. Right. Because that marriage is done and over with. And I think that is sort of like that thing that we just have to establish. That saying does not mean we accept this behavior. You're not going to put in the work. Um, and, and it's not just, it's, it's the mental work. It's the yes. psychological, the emotional work that you have to put in. Yeah. If, if you can, and, and, and us women, we're built very strong, but there's different levels of strength. Right. And, um, there's only yeah. so much. And that's something that I had to learn um, over the years because because I went through what I went through, I was thinking when I hear someone to say something, oh, he yelled at me. Like, I'm just using an example. And I'm like, girl, are you saying what about now? Like, what are you talking? Like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, just, just shut up and get up. Right. But then I realized, you know, I, I had to come to the realization. Yeah. not not everyone's like me. Not everyone can tolerate X, Y, and Z or do X, Y, and Z. We're all different. It's understanding the person, right? And the, the emotional, the psychological effects, if we can't work on that, it, it's good. And as I said, it, it takes at least two years. Yeah. At least. I can tell you, it's been 21 years because my daughter is 21. It's been over from since his first. And it still bothers me. Yes. It, it, like I still think about how I found out I still think about you know his wife coming to the door and saying yeah I'm his wife and I got a six-month-old baby when I had a three-month and I'm like mm. you know like I still think about emotions it's not as bad as it was before but imagine after if after 21 years like I still think about this and it still bothers me could you imagine someone who just found out like if you're not going to deal with it you know yeah that that is that's powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a testament again to that, the trauma, the mm -hmm. trauma of it and, and that nobody gets to rush that timing. Yep. And like you said, at 21 years, it doesn't hurt as in week two or two mm -hmm. months or whatever, but it's, we, I just it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. No. It's like grief. Like you just never get over it and you always replay in your head yeah those moments like you said the, how can you forget a woman coming to your door with a baby that is a practically the same age as your child i think is such an testament to how resilient you are and i think like you said those levels of strength and us coming together as women is what make us all stronger at whatever level and degree that we are like that is a level of strength i probably don't possess 
<laughs> um, and you're able to sit here and talk to me and, and still give me gems and share with other people your story. That's, I mean, resilience. I think that is the perfect word, though, because God really designed us to be strong. Resilient. Resilient. We can carry babies. He makes our bodies to produce food for the babies. We, I mean, really, we are such a strong being. And the moment we understand that and really, really step into embrace that, it, embrace, embrace it. it, yeah. And as women too, as women too, and, and when I look back, of even how I handled this situation, even with with that woman, or even with his uh, his son's mom, I'm like, you know. As women, we really, really need to support each other a lot more because when I think about it, yeah, you know what, she came to the door, whatever, but what was she going through too? Right, yes. What was she going through too? Because she didn't know he had another woman and another baby at that point in time. She only showed up at the house by by intuition, right? Right. And, and so what the hell was she going through? Then, you know, his son's mom, you know, she was under the impression that he was going to go back to Jamaica and, or they would have had a life, but here he is, have two other kids gone. Like he's so, you know, like when I think about how I responded as a woman, I am very ashamed of it. And that's why, like I, I said, you know, I have to talk about this. Yes, I'm ashamed of it, but I've learned from it. And I want other women to know, you know what? Yes, you are going through hurt. You're going through pain. But what is happening with that other woman? We, we can't just, you know what? Yeah, maybe she is a ratchet. Maybe she has lived that life. You know what? There, there are those. But then you don't know what that man's telling that woman. You don't know what your man's telling that woman. Right. Can we acknowledge that? I mean, I, I appreciate you acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Can we acknowledge the fact that our significant others also hurt another woman can we just acknowledge that piece for just a second and that's why i told you i pray for that girl every day because i was angry and i think even you saying that you're ashamed of how you behave that was the raw emotion we're talking about and matters of the heart is hard mm-hmm. and so i think it is okay for you have to have reacted in any way that you could like in any way that you did mm-hmm. that was raw emotion from your hurt and your pain and so um, we have to acknowledge, though, that that woman who may have known or who may have not known, even if she knew, what degree of a sane, strong, healthy-minded woman will accept mm-hmm. such behavior? So that tells you right then and there, yeah, she got some stuff she needs to deal with, too. And it's okay. I mean, it is okay. And I, I, I really am happy that you touched on that piece because... We, we always are like, oh, she's so this, she's so that, and we so angry with the other woman. Naturally so, especially when they are aware, when they are aware. Of- aware, yes, yes. Right. But can we acknowledge that there is some brokenness there too? It is some brokenness there. There's, that- also, there's also those women who are not aware, right. and it's because of what they're being told or what they're being shown or whatever. You know what, as a woman who's been in that position, Sometimes you have that intuition that something is wrong, but you want to believe right. that this is not happening, right? And, and and I said to myself, you know, I'm at the age right now, and there's so many things that I realize as a woman is that, yeah, you're going to have the woman who's going to be the bitch. You're going to have the woman who's going to be the ratchet one. There's going to be, there's going to be those tyrants, right. 
but not all women and, and but there's a reason why they might be like that but not all women are like that and and we need to start respecting each other like that you know have a dialogue have a conversation don't be afraid to have that conversation right and most women are especially the other women it's like oh that's your man you shouldn't you know i don't have anything to say to you and very well true that's true but we're not going to be best friends we're not going to be best friends but you know what it's acknowledging each other right. and having some sort of i don't know how to put it but not mutual ground, but at least acknowledging the situation right. and having some sort of, I, I don't know if respect is the, is the word I want to use, but yeah, we as women need to respect each other. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're women. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. I, I like, I've always said that, like with my brothers or, um, you know, who had relationships, at the end of the day, you're my brother, but I'm a woman first. And so I can acknowledge and understand um, another woman's perspective, even. Mm -hmm in a hurtful situation but we have to just like you said I, i'm not sure if respect is that word we're looking for but that's something that just says that we have this mutual understanding enough to say you know what we've both been hurt we've both been in situations and um it's okay like i, I and I, I i get you i i get you yeah Right. I, I absolutely get you. Like, I mean, how can I not get you? I'm standing here talking to you for one. And so it's just this idea. I remember like just playing in the back of my head. Oh, I can't wait until the opportunity presents itself now that I'm healed and I'm hoping she's done her work and her healing where we can have a better level headed conversation. And I pray that she got what God designed for her in that situation. Because there was something for her, too, that she, whether she realizes it or not, I can't wait. Because I'm now in a much better place to be able to receive what it is she would have to say. Mm -hmm. And am I looking for that? No. But I also, I always like to use the opportunity for people to see the God in me and on me. And so I want, I would love for her to see even in that moment, I'm the same woman I was, you know what I mean? Like when I first found out, that was even one of the things that I said to her, you know, regardless of what happened and what transpired, please don't ever let anybody, man included, kids, anybody compromise your relationship with God. This has been, um, been an awesome conversation. It has. Um, I really, I just, I, I'm so happy that we were able to connect and really again get that empathy piece where mm -hmm. we understand each other and from the first conversation to this conversation i am truly have been blessed i've been freed of some things if you will um in this conversation and i truly truly appreciate you <laughs> oh my gosh thank you so i you know I, and and even in this conversation i've shared some things that i haven't shared and i think that's the power of, of of platforms like this right because i'm sure I'm, I'm i'm a thousand percent sure that a lot of other women are going through the same thing and it's 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 wreck although i said i was ashamed of some of the things that i did i'm actually at the point where i can look at myself and i'm really i can see my growth and i think that is important and that's what i really really wanted to um showcase you know it's is that it's okay thank you so much Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm praying that this will definitely be healing for somebody else. So that's the 
we need. We need to know that we're not alone. And oftentimes we're not. And so, yeah, this was definitely healing. For me. Best thing that you said is that it's, I'm hoping and praying that it's healing for someone else because this has been really healing for me. And I'm sure, as you said, for yourself. So absolutely thank you you know i really have to say thank you to tamia for having this awesome conversation and like we said i hope that this conversation was healing to even if it's one of y'all out there hit me up at strongtalk101 at gmail.com if you have any questions comments or even want to be a guest on my show and follow me on strong talk and follow me at strong talk on instagram which is sdr0ng T-A-L-K. Y'all be kind to one another and choose to be happy.